back, everyone, to Modern Brown Men Podcast, Episode 3. We got a, a big topic for today. Um, and it's something that, you know, of course, we looked at it. We we're like, well, you know what? It's going to be a simple po- topic. <laughs> and then once we went into depth, we're like, shit, man, there's so many things that we have to talk about. There's so much, so much more in the back end. And, you know, like, and it's just really overwhelming, you know, like, and then it's because... Just, uh, you know, we kind of compared it to, you know, what we, you know, we looked at our own personal life and like, damn, okay, we got, we got a lot of stuff to talk about today. Yeah. So I think more so what we want to focus on uh, this uh, segment of the podcast was, as Muk mentioned, we broke it up into two segments. So the first segment was obviously we want to look at the hardship that men go through a lot, uh, especially in this society, not just in our culture, but kind of what's stemming in um in a society period. So like the first segment, we want to break, uh, we broke it off into just, you know, what are those hardships that we feel like so prevalent in today's society and our culture that are, you know, that are affecting us personally um, in our relationships with, you know, whether it's business-wise, personal, uh, with a significant other, whatever it may be. So, and then how do we actually grow from them? Uh, understanding, you know, hardship, that's part of life. But understanding it's a fast-moving environment how are we supposed to, how are we going to adapt to it and uh, kind of move forward understanding, okay, these are the hardships that we're facing and how are we going to integrate it and look at it as, okay, these hardships are going to come, but how do we move from them? Mm-hmm. Understanding that these are the failures or, you know, the mistakes that are made along that journey, but how do we improve from here? Yeah. So that's like the first, you know, main thing you want to focus on in this segment and then moving into the second one we want to focus on more so okay now you have understood you know the concept of okay i know how to cope with my mistakes and what i've learned and now how do you integrate that in your day-to-day life and how do we improve you know on a professional uh, on a professional level and on a overall as your livelihood and how you can improve day in and day out. Not saying that we got everything figured out. We don't. Yeah. So don't judge me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not judging here. <laughs> don't, don't be coming at me. Be like, so you got it all figured out. I nah. don't. Um, I'm just, you know, I'm learning along this process just as everybody else is. So, um, yeah, that's like the whole concept of uh, what we're trying to accomplish in this uh, podcast, uh, on this episode, sorry. So, but yeah. And then the first thing I feel like we want to focus on is... Uh, just understanding the modern time that we're in right now mm-hmm. and how the shift is going from the masculine side is also frowned upon to a certain extent. And the feminine side is like a movement to be, not saying to look down upon, but it's becoming to a point where like, where's the end? It's almost looking down like, okay, we understand, you know, that aspect is important. Having equality, period. I think men and women should work together, work towards a platform where they can equally enjoy a successful, successful life. They shouldn't be a protest to a protest. Like, okay, now there's a feminine protest. Okay, how do we counteract that by having some sort of a masculine protest? That's not what it should be. That's not how you grow in life, and that's not how it should be. So, yeah. you know, coming from your perspective, Mook, I want to I want to know a little bit about what do you feel like the main issue is when it comes to that aspect of life is right now. Well, I mean, I think in today's age, there's um, there's a hard balance between the two, because before, you know, of course, well, I'll bring into mental health about this too, right? Yeah. <clears throat> so before we weren't, you know, it, it, before we were like as men, you know, we we talked about how how exactly do we talk about mental health, 
right? Is is it does it demasculate us in a sense? And um, you know, but then also, and you know, we also look at you know just the gender role as a man, right? Does you know again does it demasculate uh, masculine us or you know who, who do we talk to about our mental health issues? Yeah. Um, so that in today's age, and then but then we also look back and it's like okay, well. As a man, you want to lead, right? There's a specific role that you want to be as a man that you want you want to envision yourself in the future, that you want to be a leader, you want to be a father, and what's the type of traits that are associated with those roles? Yeah, it's like becoming right? a breadwinner. Yeah, so yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. there's that confusion between the two, right? How exactly do you find the balance between the two? And you know, I'm pretty sure that we, you know, of course, we want to, you know, be be a father, right? We want to have our own family and. You know, and the stuff that we're trying to pursue right now, there's a hard balance of like, okay, well, we're going through a lot of stuff like, you know, um, you know, taking care of our financials, the financials becoming successful. But in that route too, in that path and that journey, it's like we've gone through, you know, a lot of shit. Yeah, I so. think the one thing that we're straying away from is a lot of that, um, that traditional aspect of what family meant was. Yeah. Like the father was uh, the breadwinner. And the mother took her the uh, the nurturing side when it comes to the kid, and really kind of embraced those roles. But thing is now, we moved along far past that traditional concept of what family meant back then, compared to where we are now. We're in 2023. You know, yeah. women have came long ways from you know the previous roles. Where yeah, to <clears throat> to a lot, you know, give credit to them where credit is due because when it came to opportunities as women, mm-hmm. they had to fight for those. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the culture where women go out work and do this, be the brand winner, it wasn't. Uh, it was almost frowned upon in society. But like, no, like a woman go and work, like that's crazy. <laughs> you yeah, know. Yeah. So we came a long way. Yeah. But I do want to say the good thing is now where okay, you say like okay, yeah. So like going back to you know the conversation, you know, obviously you had your own hardship and you know your. The parental role that you guys had in your family, that yeah. role. So, how would you feel like that impacted you growing up? Yeah, I mean, um, you know, usually my friends say that I I'm too I'm too dookie, <laughs> you know, I'm too too depressing and stuff like that. But you know, I'll give them a perspective of the you know what goes on Mook's thoughts here. Well, yeah, yeah, not all of it, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, it, it was difficult for sure. <clears throat> you know, uh, we so we separated. Uh, I won't I won't go into much detail, but we separated about in 2012. And before that, you know, and that um, was your mother, correct? Your mother, yeah. Put so in context, yeah. Yeah. So then we were all one household and everything, just you, you know, a nuclear family. Yeah. Um, but you know, what was going in the back end was was a whole different thing. You know, like there was there was a lot of insecurity, of course, like I was mentioning in other episodes. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. <clears throat> but that resided because we had a lot of family issues. <clears throat> And it's usually the Punjabi drama in our, in our household and stuff like that. So it was just you, your dad, and your sister, correct? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah and then, you know, in that, uh, so we left. But, but yeah, a lot of, um, you know, it was a type of environment where I couldn't go home, right? And it was yeah, also yeah. an environment where I couldn't eat at home either. And then my sister was about 12 years old. She did So she didn't really have a, you know, a good perspective of what was going on in the household. But she kind of had an understanding of feeling what was going, going yeah. on. Because I was barely at home. My dad was barely home. Dad was working all the time. I was, you know, I didn't want to go home. So then instead, I used the majority of my time was, you know, I was on the on the, on the field. Or yeah. I was on the court just trying to avoid <clears throat> that type of atmosphere. But that impacted a lot of my self-confidence. Mm-hmm. You know, we were trying to avoid a lot of the issues that were going at home. And it's, you know, honestly, it's a lot of stuff that's happening in the households in today's age too, right? Yeah. And the only out that we saw was, you know, that we left, 
right? That was the only option. Um, so then myself, my dad, my sister, we all left. We start from zero again, from scrap. Yeah. You know, my dad was telling me, he's like, you didn't have shit in his bank account. You know, so, um, but what I'll say, one thing for sure, since my sister was 12 years old and I was 16, you know, it you know, impacted my confidence, my, my you know, just, um, my own perspective of who I wanted to become in the future. And the only thing that kept me going was I was constantly vision, uh, visualizing of who I wanted to become in the future. Yeah. The issue with that, you know, I'm, I'm gonna go back and forth here, but like, as I was growing up, the issue was I was relying on my, on visioning on who I want to become rather than, re, um, re, rather than focusing on, on what was happening presently. Yeah. Right, so instead of, you know, putting things into action and making changes in my, you know, in my own mindset and all that stuff. I was just constantly just visualizing what was, what I wanted to become. For my sister, of course, um, you know, for her, it, it was a huge impact. You oh, know, 100%. It I'm was like a losing huge, your mother. huge impact. <clears throat> Especially when you have two men in the fucking household too. Yeah. There's no mother. You know, we, we don't really see, I mean, what what I saw was that she was having this this kind of uh, like a resentment. Would you say almost like the fact that yeah, like because I think too she she ha she also take she had to kind of like take on the role as the woman in the household. Yeah, so she had to age. learn how to cook. Yeah, right. She had to take care of the house. And help your dad around the house. And my dad, yeah, yeah. and then I took on the perspective where honestly I started cooking too. <clears throat> yeah, right. Because you know I didn't want honestly I didn't want to put that much pressure on my sister. Right. Yeah. But then again I had that freaking ego in me because of this you know again, resentment, resentment yeah. right I had this ego I was like why the fuck does this happen to my fucking life yeah, yeah, yeah. right um, why does it have to be, happen to my dad to you know all of us but then one other thing I'll say is that over time I was able to learn how to adapt so from changing from an ego right it turned into discipline and patience from being shy and <clears throat> this is this is uh, something that a lot of people kind of mistaken with me that I'm shy. <laughs> it's not really that I'm shy. I'm conserved. Yeah. I'm really reserved on how I who I talk to and who I want you know who I interact with. You have a different understanding of life given what your experiences. So, have, yeah. yeah. So that led a lot of into like the visualizing and then you know eventually I was able to take it into action. Yeah. Um, so kind of going back like with my dad. The problem with my dad was that usually like what we we're talking about like you want the dad you want the father to be masculine to be to be the leader to take the take on the risk to take care of the family and of course my dad was doing that no question about it and i really appreciate but it takes a toll though man it takes a whole fucking toll because he also had to play like the mother role as well and that affected his masculinity which also affected how i kind of perceive myself in the future as a man yeah right so the, it was just all messed up. The roles and everything were all messed up. And the only way really how it kind of changed was because I had to learn. Yeah. I had to learn my sister, I'm not gonna throw her under the bus, but like, yo, she, there's, she still has that ego and I'm trying to teach her and be like, yo, don't hold on to that shit. Yeah. Cause that's gonna destroy you. I was like, you need to appreciate like how much you sacrificed and how much you had to learn. Yeah. I was like, yo, you gotta understand like, you know, I'm not gonna try and compare it to other women cause everybody has their own story. That's like, yo, like you have your story. It's a beautiful story. It's just, we had to sacrifice a lot, right? So we had our own path, our own struggles and everything like that. But eventually we found our path. And then, you know, eventually I was able to talk to my, I didn't have those conversations that we were talking about last episode, Yeah. right? I was like, yo, you should be able, you should be appreciate. We're, we're in a peaceful environment now. You're able to take on the, that role as a father, you know, I'll, I'll work with you. I'll, I'll give you a perspective, right? Not saying that I'm 
more educated, have more experience than my dad. Yeah, yeah. But the fact that, you know, the fact that he was able to have an open mind. And you guys having a dialogue, right. you know? But, but yeah, anyways, that's a long ass story, but. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 I think it's important yeah. to give you that perspective. Cause like, one thing I do admire <clears throat> the situation that you, you know, that you've been through. I feel like a lot of people that do go to hardship like that, to that extent, yeah. losing a parent, whether it's a mother or a father, that's a, that's, that's hard, man. Oh yeah. Period. So the thing Definitely. is like, but the outlet for a lot of the time for the kids, especially now, is easily to do what? Abuse, drugs, go out, yeah. not have a real sense of purpose, and also almost pretty much throw yourself a pity party. Yeah. You know? In the moment, it's okay to acknowledge it. Yeah. You know, acknowledging your issues that are going on, that, that's okay. Mm. Sitting there by yourself, acknowledging it, whether you're writing it down and embracing it, that is okay. But what is not okay is, you know, using that as an outlet mm. to impact you negatively when it comes to your mental health, whether it comes to your physical or emotional. When you let those things go, especially because you've been through so much, mm -hmm. I feel like, you know, to have that discipline to not, you know, go down that route and be like, no, I see myself better than that. Mm. And that is huge. And that's what we like today and they, you know, in this era right now, because I feel like right now, this generation is so easily to look for outlets to kind of stimulate their minds because weed helps them calm down like mm. oh I'm, I, I'm i smoked weed or I, I'm, I'm drinking it helps me calm down Are you, you guys losing your mind yeah <laughs> listening to what you're saying yeah. using a drug that knowingly proven <laughs> yeah hinders you negatively oh yeah when the people when people use it as an excuse be like okay weed and this drugs whatever it may be it calms you down mm -hmm. right not to cast judgment on the people that do use it you know yeah I can sit here and be like, I haven't walked their lives, right? I could sit here and be like, yeah, you know, you shouldn't do that. But we got to strive to do better. Because mm. like we all have greatness within us, right? Oh, yeah. We all do. Yeah. We have it in us. It's whether we want to actually bring that out of us and not letting the circumstances and the hardship and everything that we've been through define how we look, the outlook we have on life. Mm. You could have had an outlook on life, be like, you know what? Like the fuck, I don't ever want to get married. Yeah. <laughs> what for? Yeah. Hell no. You know what I mean? Like these are the these are valid reasons for you to have. Yeah. These are valid things that, that could process in your head. I don't want to be with a woman. Why would I? Look what they did to my dad. Look how I destroyed him. Oh, yeah. Look how I destroyed my family. Yeah. But you don't have that outlook. You have an outlook, okay. I understand it, mm. but guess what? Now I can have these conversations to a point where like I can take certain things from the situation and I can better my life when it comes to a relationship wise and truly pick a partner that will understand me and grow from there. You know? Yeah. So. No, no, true, true. Uh, honestly, it's, uh, I would say though, it's, it's, it's difficult because my, my past was like, I mean, I don't really have that many friends. <laughs> so I, I mean, I, I did also play a lot of sports too, right? So I, I mean, even junior high, like I, instead of going to like a public school, I went to a Catholic school. Yeah. So I, only, I was the only kid. But in the world, but Jabim in a Catholic school. I was like, school. Was the only guy with the goopy, man. <laughs> so, but, but then it's like, okay, well, I mean, the only thing that I, I knew I was really good at was playing sports. So I was on the track and field team, right? I made it to city finals and I was the only good kid there fucking racing against all these gore and stuff like that. Yeah. But even that, like just, you know, 
I went into volleyball, I went to basketball, I went into soccer. And then eventually like that itself, but, but even within <coughs> those sports, like you know well enough that an athlete self has discipline, right? Yeah. To stay consistent, everything like that. I think though, because I had that consistency, even though I did not recognize it, yeah. and I was avoiding the, the things that were happening at home, I was able to put that into life, into my my lifestyle, into you know the business I want to create, the things I want to do, the things I want to learn. I think for a person that you know, if it's if we look at the other side, like if that person's more social, yeah. it's much more tough because then they have so much distractions in their life. True, right? Whereas person like I mean, honestly, like a person that's you know doesn't have many friend circles, they don't really have that much distractions. They only focus on the one thing they're good at. Um, so it's, it's tough though. If you're more social, um, you have friends, especially the type of friends too, it definitely impacts how you, what you resort to. Um, yeah, it's, it's tough. No, it is, man. And then that's the thing though, too, like, you know, when you see these cases, it kind of like, it kind of ties back to almost like, you know, goes back into, you know, women want to be more independent and whatnot. When you see these cases, oh. people look at a relationship that like, that's scary. Yeah. They look at a commitment as something that's scary. And rightfully so, maybe because, you know, the past wasn't something good or bad. But, you know, these situations, when they arise, you, when your outcome moving forward, mm -hmm. it shouldn't scare you, but rather, you know, acknowledge what happened, embrace it and move forward with it. Yeah. You know, easier said than done. But guess what? It takes a lot of, you know, willpower and courage mm -hmm. to actually move forward yeah. with a positive mindset. Because yeah. a lot of the time, negative thinking what kills a lot of people in general. Yeah. And, you know, what I've seen with men these days in our culture is, you know, one thing I do feel like, you know, straying away from the fact that, you know, women want to be single, be more independent. But yeah. guess what, though? It feels men like it leaves them at a point where, like, they're not needed. Yeah. And guess what? Now depression True. lurks. They're not able to hold on to, on to that. Exactly. Know. That social isolation when, you know, a man is not wanted. Mm -hmm. That's when you see these issues on a greater scale when mental health becoming more prevalent. Because reason why is a woman is perfectly okay because they always get attention. Mm. They will receive at all age. I don't care. Women like, I don't need attention. No, trust me. <laughs> you will. At all okay. scale, they do. But compared true. to men, it's, 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 not, it's not close. Like single men, you'll see a lot of the time a person that was single and the man, you know, maybe felt like, you know, socially isolated. Mm -hmm. And when they actually get in a relationship, mm. you will actually see them get uplifted and do better by themselves. Because yeah. that's the nature mm. of human beings. Yeah. To, to have a woman and a man and oh. come together and make something beautiful out of it. Yeah, yeah. But now it's like, no, you uh, know, that like, it's, I don't need you. it's looking in such yeah. a negative way. And this is where like, I was telling you about the stat where, you know, the same time the, uh, that study was done from 1970 to 2018, mm -hmm. a household with single mother went from 8% to 25%, 25%. Oh, now imagine like raising, yeah. And you know how hard that is as a single parent trying to ra raise a kid? Yeah. Financially, emotionally, physically, it takes a toll on you. Would you rather have a household with two parents or one parent? Mm. Hands down two parents. Oh yeah. Hands down two parents. It provides more stability for the kids. It provides more stability for um, the overall, the familyhood that you have built mm. with your wife, husband and all that. that it, 
it just translates to more success for the generation coming up. Yeah. And yeah, we're straying away from that. And it's kind of scary because it kind of leads into kind of the thing that, you know, you said the mental health issue aspect is because now as men, we lose that lack of purpose where we're like, okay, what are we really working towards? Because mm -hmm. as men, we're taught to be strong. Yeah. You yeah. know, and the ability of like, okay, can't be that vulnerable. Yeah. You know, got to be a provider, yeah. you know, and when you don't have that, what do you have? What are you working towards? Mm. And when those things, you know, are straying away in a point where like that gap is getting greater and greater and greater where women are happily by themselves, great for them, right? But yeah. that's where, you know, the issue is that society is kind of like, yeah. it, it's kind I, of, I don't know. I think, I think though, like traditionally, I think even if a woman does pursue her career, like, you know, professionally, professionally right? Yeah. Uh, even though like our, our main perspective, like even for us, we want something that's more traditional. 100%, We're good man. with like a woman that's wants well, a career, but yeah. at the same time, there's, <clears throat> there needs to be a balance between the two. Even, <laughs> even if a woman says that she wants to be independent and everything, in the back, I, you can tell us well enough that a woman wants something that's traditional. She wants a man that makes more income, that's able to lead. 100%. It's just they're not gonna admit it. Admit it, 100%. <laughs> preferably, right? that's what they want. They want a man to make that money so they could take care of the kids and have that ability, right? Yeah, yeah. So, but there's, but there, need, but there needs to be like some sort of re, uh, some reality to it. Like even if a woman does, let's say she's making 200k a year, right? And if her perspective is to find a man that makes 250 or even more, like more than what she makes, how many men are actually making that amount of income? Yeah. And that's like what you're saying, right? That's it's the type of expectations that are set in this world, you know, like with the opposite gender. It's just like how hard it is for a man to make to that to that goal. Yeah, right, cool. and that's what you're saying. Like, yo, know, it's mental health issues, like it's type of expectations and stuff like that. So, it it is, you know, we we gotta admit it though. Like, it is hard for a man to pursue, you know, to become successful and try to build up and make a lot of those changes that, you know, let's say if they're partying and stuff like that, taking drugs and doing all this shit, right? Like, how much effort it takes to make those changes, right? And also, do, and also, you know, not having that much support, whereas a woman does have support. Yeah, so. and that's the thing though too. I feel like. We're straying away from that a lot. We're kind of getting away from understanding as a man our role and our purpose. Um, we're easily distracted by whatever's going on around us. Yeah. In our culture, I, it's crazy, man. The yeah. amount of people that we have every weekend, they at a club, same corner, <laughs> bottle service, abusing drugs. Yeah. And when you do that, it destroys your mental health. Oh, yeah. yeah. And now, guess what? Yeah. Your decision to kind of guess blurred, whether it comes to having a relationship, how to sustain it, mm. how to act as a man in that relationship. Okay. Mm. There's certain needs that a woman, you know, they needs. Yeah. You know, there are needs that need to be met. And if, when you're not meeting those, guess what? The first, the first thing a like, man does now, especially in our culture, is guess what? Well, well, I don't know. They're like, yeah. they ignore it. They deflect it, deflect it, deflect it, and blame, you know, on the counter oh, partner, yeah. Oh, yeah, the yeah, women, you know? And it kind of ties into like the alcohol abuse is so prevalent. And you know what that does in like a family structure? This is what I'm pretty sure a lot of people can relate to this is kids literally get scared of the dad to a certain extent 
reason why because now mm. they're afraid to even have these talks mm. because as men we're, it's, it's almost seem as like a burden yeah. to even talk about our feelings like yeah. if a father is in a role it's almost like a burden or it's looked as is frowned upon it's more embarrassing it's so. embarrassing that yeah. like we're getting professional help is a bad thing since when yeah, yeah. <laughs> right because your problems are so deeply rooted yeah the fact that it's impacting your kids and your wife and it's crazy to me that we don't work on it one thing i you know i talk about you know with my sister and and everybody else is mm-hmm. how often do you see in today's era your mom taking i mean your dad taking your mom on a date oh, no. how often do you see it oh does it happen and you know how <laughs> often like how nice for a mom would be like uh, like on a mother's side be like <clears throat> she'll feel good yeah be like damn like we're spending time together like you don't yeah. have to worry about this they're going out yeah. why don't we do that yeah why is it like <laughs> yeah. you married you you had two kids three kids whatever the case may be yeah these like what do you what does that even mean yeah. you know and, and the onus has to be on on us to be like no go out and do that because guess what hmm. from my perspective what i'm looking at i don't want that why would oh. i want to go get married given oh. what i'm seeing yeah right yeah. so you know it stems from that when they see this and when we have these talks guess what now what do they do mm-hmm. they're like no they can't have these conversation because now they'll abuse alcohol yeah and amount of times kids get scared coming home be like they know dad's going to be drunk when they're home yeah <laughs> guess what they either run into their room or going to sleep early or whatever it may be because they're afraid what their dad's going to say mm-hmm. and you know how it impacts the kids negatively so much because now that negative thoughts creep in your heads be like damn like is that what marriage is yeah it's like a blueprint to a disaster so guess what you we're looking at it we all looking at it in our generation we're all looking at that blueprint yeah i don't want to get married <laughs> yeah no, it's true it's true it's like you know building a house crooked yeah. eventually it's gonna fall <laughs> yeah no it's true it's true like right for i mean to put it in perspective similar i would say like i went to indianapolis to meet my cousins and he actually has um you know, he has a beautiful family. He has a, you know, uh, a son that I think, I don't know, I forgot how old he is, but I think he's about eight years old and the daughter's about 12. Yeah. It's the first time I'm like, I'm like, yo, this is the type of family I want, right? Kids are, kids are running around in the playground, um, in the, you know, the front and back, you know, I'm chilling with them. And we have, in the evenings, we just chill. Like we have a barbecue in the back and it's just seeing how, you know, my cousin and his wife interact with each other. Right. Cause usually like, <laughs> usually, you know, at least when we were younger, at least what I saw, it was like, it was just between my parents who were always arguing and stuff like that. Yeah. Or mom would like, they wouldn't, the mom, I mean, I guess they wouldn't really taught how to like, you know, how to talk to kids. There was no interaction. There yeah. was either, it was either yelling or it was just like, well, mostly it was just yelling. <laughs> but, but, but like, even just with, you know, my cousin, I was like, damn, I was like, this is the type of life I want to have. And the type of uh, like you know to, you know I want to have kids and stuff like that. I want to be able to interact with them, have fun with them, and spend time with them. Because like now it's like even when we were growing up, how many times like you know how many times were our parents were able to go to our games, right? Or even just hang out with us. Yeah. And I think it's not to their fault. I mean, I guess they had to you know come here with nothing and yep. they had to work and make sure there's food on the table and all 100%. that sort. Yeah. And it was a huge impact on their mental health too. Because, but I think that's the way they viewed life as is that they came here, they have an opportunity and they don't want to take a risk of like losing something. Yeah, but I think now just because, like going back to you, I think we as men in our society and our culture, we got to take on 
and carry it forward. Yeah. With the pedestal, like put ourselves up here, man. Yeah. Reach for the moon. Oh yeah. Don't yeah, don't see comfort in things that negatively impact you. Yeah. We all go through hardship, which is okay. But guess what? Now we have the ability to acknowledge them, mm. embrace them, and sit with your thoughts. That's yeah. the number one. Sitting with your own thoughts, no music, no nothing. Sit by yourself and letting them run. Mm. It is it impact. It will help you greatly. Yeah, and that's what you should work towards because hardship is part of life. You're gonna have failures. You're gonna have mistakes, and that's just how it is. But if we keep over and over repeating this cycle of what we see our dad and our mother what that relationship meant, that's what marriage was meant, guess what? You're going to take the same thing, you're going to carry it forward mm. with your new girlfriend, mm. your new partner, new wife, and guess what? Because women have that freedom now, why would they stick around? Mm. Why would they want a woman that knows her worth, she's making the X amount of money, yeah. and has her shit together, why would she be with a man that constantly puts her down, doesn't act right, doesn't have his shit together, mm. and just throwing a pity party by himself? Yeah. You know? I hate people that throw pity party. You know, everybody goes through shit. Have the willpower to work through it. Yeah. If you can't, find professional help. Find people around you that you trust. Guess what? We can have these talks. At a man to man, we can be like, yeah, you know, you acting like a bitch. <laughs> no, but I think I think that's the main thing, though. It's like, you know, we talked about we talked in numerous times, right? And the the type of people that you around you. I think for mental health for men. I think, I mean, at least from my viewpoint, I'm not excusing this for, you know, not going for professional help. Yeah. At least, I mean, it didn't, it didn't help me. Yeah. I think I just, for, me, for myself, I wanted some boys around yeah. to maybe like, yo, they would call for my bullshit. Be like, yo, like you need to- Hold you accountable. Yeah. Responsibility. But I was like, I think it was just in my own mind, my own head that not realizing like how much far I came. And I was so stuck on, like I was saying, visualizing so much, but I was not- looking at how much I've changed over time, how much I adapted. Yeah. But I think it's like what men need these days, if you do want to talk about mental health, right? I think you should have boys around you that you're able to talk to, right? Because it, it, is a, it is a sensitive topic to talk it about. Is. It is. And it's it something is. I don't think you should be, I mean, I'm not saying that you should, shouldn't be talking to a girl about or like to a female. Why not? You know, right? Right? But, but it's also the fact that it impacts the way that a female looks at you, right? As a leader. Yeah. Right. And because this is something I was like, okay, you know what? It shouldn't, you shouldn't hurt to talk to whoever you want, right? Female, male, whoever it is. Right. But then I was like thinking, I was like, well, at the same time, if, if a woman sees you in, in a type of such a sensitive position, right? She contradicts whether or not if you're a man to leave. Yeah. No, if you're in a vulnerable position, as you said, and then if you feel like your kind of partner, girlfriend, whatever it may be is judging you, yeah, that means they have deficiencies of themselves. Like, yeah. if a person is judging you, there is no way, shape, of any shape, form they should be judging you at all. Yeah. The only thing that should be is having a camaraderie as mm. a partner to stand together, understanding this is the flaws of this person. Yeah. And this is who he is. How do we get better from it? How do I have these talks with him? But like, okay, I do understand what you're going through. Mm. Let's sit down and let's talk about it. Yeah. Right? But now, let's sit down and talk about it. I don't want to talk about it because as you said, it makes them feel less of a man. Yeah. There's no no knock on having a talk where you feel like you're vulnerable emotionally. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. Even if it brings you to a point where it brings you to tears, which is okay. Mm-hmm. There's no shame. Men cry. We, you know, the, the tears come down our eyes, yeah. which is normal. Yeah. <laughs> you know, normalize it. 
yeah. th- there's nothing wrong with that. True, true. And when you hold stuff in as a man, mm-hmm. it reflects poorly when it comes to your religion and it coerces your decisions from looking at it, things from, you know, a positive aspect. It just, it, it leads you down a bad pathway to just uh, making bad decision over and over. And it will, it only gets worse because now you're carrying all this burden on you. Yeah. You never knew how to, deal with it healthier in your 20s in your 30s now you're sitting in your you know in your 50s and 60s and 70s and eventually the inevitable part about life which is death you know it comes and you're gonna be sitting in bed one day and guess what if you're sitting there looking back at life like you regret it Mm. true can't get that life back man we get Um, we get one chance at this yeah we we're all imperfect but guess what strive towards improving yourself bettering yourself and understanding those hardship were part of life and how do I improve from it? You know, failures, it's a process. Failure is literally the process. It's engraved in the process. Yeah. There's going to be ups and there's going to be downs. That's the failures. You go back up, you know, you're working towards something. That's success. Yeah. That's part of it. Don't look at it as if like, man, I, I'm not good enough. Stop having these negative thoughts. Yeah. You are good enough. Stop mm-hmm. saying I'm not worth it. Um, stop letting other people opinions impact you you know Mm -hmm. we're not here to dis like i'm not here to dispel a character nor are you and nor is the other person or anybody that's that's watching you're not here to dispel a character of who you are Mm -hmm. you know understand mood swing is normal Mm -hmm. it's human nature (laughs) it's okay not to feel today i feel good tomorrow i feel a certain way yeah and but instead people look at it be like damn like he moody yes that's part of human and understanding those and understanding what words can do to a person especially given an era like this in this today's society we would work we we should choose our word wisely and we should understand the impact it has on the people that's sitting across you or you know and how it will impact them you yeah. know and this kind of goes back into tying up everything understanding these things and how to improve from them you know so certain things that we talked about is, you know, self-knowledge. Improve, get in the gym. Yeah. I don't care nobody says, they say gym doesn't help. Yes, it does. Oh, it definitely does, yeah. Go out there, go for a run, casual walk, get out there, be by yourself, you know, release that inner beast in you to kind of release that energy out, man. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's important. Uh, if you hold it in, um, it's gonna bear down on you. We're gonna look at wrong things to use. We're gonna abuse alcohol. It's gonna, you know, eventually lead to more depression, anxiety, and higher suicide rates. And if you look at society today, in men, in our, especially in our culture, it's almost, I don't know, this stat was pulled from the same studies. And I'll, I'll link the, um, the studies in my bio as well for people that are interested in it. It said there's, I think, 3.5 times more likely men to commit suicide compared to women. Mm. That is a huge discrepancy. And main reason why is because, as I said, the way we deal with things um, and the abuse of the negative stuff that are, you know, easily accessible these days, what takes control of us, you know, and we should have that ability to take that self-control, you know. And as you alluded to, Mm -hmm. when you go into a situation, what did you do? Sports was your outlet. Trying to surround yourself with people that hold you accountable. Mm. Be around people that pushes you. Find a role model. Yeah. You know, it's true. those things should be, you know, more and more prevalent 
but but they're not they're they're looked as as if you know there's something wrong with you yeah. you know so we shouldn't have we shouldn't look at life in a such a negative light where we're almost you know we're our own worst enemies yeah you know so but but i mean i guess i never asked you could this question then <coughs> through this is kind of like you know of course wrap you know wrapping everything up and everything that we talked about previously i was like what what did you do in your own hardship then um the main thing that almost i don't like doing drugs people know that <laughs> I smoked weed one time. It was in high school. And that person knows I got sick afterwards smoking weed. Take this in. And, you know, this is a funny story. So first time I ever smoked weed in grade 12, that's the only time I ever smoked it, right? Yeah. And I got sick the next day. Some, I don't know, some This guy was getting some bad weed. I don't know what it was. Yeah. And my mom's like, you good? I'm like, I don't know. She's like, okay, we'll go to the doctor. And the doctor's like, okay, cool. He's like, do a blood work. I'm like, huh? Say that one more time, blood work. <laughs> I'm not doing no blood work. I just smoked weed the other yeah, day. Yeah. I'm like, there is no way. Then I, I started asking people, started Google research, how long do weed last in your system? <laughs> like, this, that. And then, um, you know, but uh, <laughs> aside from that, uh, growing up, you know, we had that traditional lifestyle. You know, dad was a bread earner. Mom was at the nurturing side that nurtured me. She was like the embodiment of who I am today. The reason why I say that uh, at an early age when I was two, I moved back with my mom to India alongside with my sister. So my dad will only come back in between the seasons. Winter time, he was a truck driver, so you know they don't work during that time. They only work during the summertime, so he was spent back and forth. But during that period of time, he wasn't there. Guess what? Who was there? My mom. Mm -hmm. And guess what? The toll I seen it took on her as a woman because she had the burden of having the father figure and the mother side to carry that and instill that in us. And mm. it beat her down in life, man. It, it put her in a case of where like she battled through depression, mm. you know? She had, you know, anxiety issues. She didn't know how to deal with certain things. Even now she's like, you know, she's getting to a point where like you can see all that hardship in her life, it bear down on her and not vocalizing it to you know, the partner to people around them. It brought her to this point, not saying that I was raised negatively. She raised me to the man I am today that I'm proud of. Be like, that's my mother that raised me. Mm -hmm. And I'm grateful for it, you know. But you can tell now she's getting to a point where like she's tired in life. Yeah, She's late 50s. Yeah. You know, she's tired and rightfully so. You know, it's not easy to go through it when you're doing it by yourself, mm -hmm. not having these talks you know, about self-improvement, having this ability to talk to more people and what you're going through. And when you don't have that, you don't have anybody. Yeah. You know, it's you true, just true. take everything on yourself. You're like, no, I got this, I got this, I got this. But it gets to a point where like, when you really sit there, guess what? It pushes you in a dark corner where you don't know how to come back from. You're afraid now. Like, how do you move forward? So yeah. in my household, like, you know, coming back, one of the main thing that, you know, made me hate drugs. I genuinely mean this. Yeah. I genuinely hate alcohol and all that stuff is because, you know, my dad was a heavy drinker, you know, but guess what though? He still provided, he still knew what to do for his family, took us on trips and, you know, did everything. Mm -hmm. But one thing he never talked about was his feelings. And yeah. the way for him to cope with his feeling was guess what? Drinking it away mm -hmm. and coming home and sometimes lashing out, you know? Yeah. And that's not a healthy way to do it. And that's what we're doing now in our culture more and more because we don't know how to do it. And we can sit here, both of us were like, okay, it made us better through the situation. But guess what? Someone else in your shoes, yeah. 
that that is probably going to the same complete situation. Opposite, yeah. Complete opposite. Yeah. Their outlet is what, as we as we discussed before, abusing of drugs, and that's where you know we, we talk about you know the self control, work on yourself. You know, truly sit there and understand who you are. Acknowledge, you know, it's okay. You're not yeah. where you, you know, thought you were gonna be in life. Yeah. Which is okay. How are you gonna improve from it? True. Start journaling. Write it down. Yeah. Today, I feel like shit because this. Have yeah. that feelings. Understand like how intense are they? Yeah. Like, does it make you feel physically tense? You know, does it make you you know all jittery inside? What is that feeling? Jot it down. Mm-hmm. Journalize it, and that's your thought now. You're not holding it in. You know, it feels good afterwards. Then you can move on and progressing to what we'll touch up on the next episode is kind of now you acknowledge those, mm-hmm. how to improve and what you should do and what we have done in our, you know, in our career that kind of, you know, helped us along becoming more and more successful, or at least pushing us in yeah. an area where we can feel confident about where we're headed towards. You know, we're not, you know, where we don't feel stagnant or we feel like we're not going nowhere or, you know, even if you if you do feel that way, but we constantly try to improve. So the next segment we want to focus on just, you know, that improvement segment and how, and once you acknowledge all the hardship and the mistakes and the failure and how to move on and actually, you know, how that can better your life. True. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah, yeah, I think yeah, like I'm, I completely agree with you. You know, like self improvement is a huge thing. Self talk is definitely a huge thing. You know, like one one quote that I definitely like I can be constant in my mind is whenever I'm going through hard stuff is you know by Nipsey Hussle. I, I listen to a lot of Nipsey Hussle, yeah. a lot of other artists too that actually have a purpose behind it. And what he said, one thing he said was as he was pursuing his career is that you're gonna go through every emotion. You are man. You're gonna go through everything. You're gonna be tested. You're gonna be get through a lot of shit. Whether it be you know business success or your personal life, it's just you're gonna go through a lot of stuff. And I think that men need to, you know, even women like you need to really look at. I mean, I mean, I would say men's specifically too like yeah. um the, since we can relate to it is i don't think you should see like mental health like mental health is a big thing again but i think you shouldn't see as a downgrade you should see it as a test in yeah, a don't sense. use an excuse just to you know yeah sit in life and be like oh this is the reason why i'm here yeah and man like again throw that pity party nobody likes Nobody yeah. likes a Debbie Down ass person, man. I genuinely don't like him. Yeah. That way, stay that way. Yeah. <laughs> stay in that corner over there. Yeah. Nobody likes that. But yeah, you gotta, I think you just gotta stay grounded. You know, just, yeah. I mean, I, this is kind of leading into our next point, just giving our own personal viewpoint, just tips. Yeah. People, you know, like, like what I was saying, like, I think you should, you know, self talk, self improvement, a lot of that stuff, educating yourself is a huge thing. You know, see way, what ways you can improve your own mental health, your own emotions, being able to control your emotions, seeing how you can improve your personal life, success, everything. You know, it all it all ties together and it all comes to how you can improve yourself. Yeah, and be mindful. Yeah. Be mindful of what you're actually doing. Yeah. Like what type of rap are you listening to? Exactly. Oh, that's true. What that's kind true, of music yeah. are you listening to? What kind of people you're involving yourself into? Because it all ties up into this whole segment as yourself. Yeah. As you said, self-improvement. Yeah. Until you don't acknowledge how those things are impacting you yeah you'll never feel fulfilled inside or have that that little you know sense of yeah i want to do better by myself yeah there's more to it than life this is like this is not it like the purpose you gotta have that in yeah. you and once you when you when you see it 
You're good. And then, you know, as, as he alluded to Nipsey, man, stay 10 toes down. Yeah. We're going to exactly, be all right. Man. No matter what, we're going to be all right. You know, mm -hmm. don't change for nobody. Be yeah. who you are. And uh, embrace yourself. Yeah. And just keep your head up, man. True, true. You know, true. keep your head up and you're going to be all right. Yeah. So exactly, yeah, man. that's all for this episode, guys. And I appreciate it for everybody tuning in. And one thing I do want to do is give us comments about what we said um, and how you think certain things that we might have missed and that are prevalent in our culture or in our community that we might have missed. And, you know, and we can definitely look back at it and, you know, talk about it in the next episode. So, yeah, man. Appreciate y'all tuning in. And uh, also, yeah. yeah, go to it. Go ahead. Also, I'm going to call out a lot of people, man. People are watching our shit, but not calling <laughs> us, man. Follow our shit, man. What the hey, heck? Follow, man. What Where's the our hell? support, yo? Like, like dickheads. Yo, we're doing, we're not, we have drama. We have fucking, eventually we're going to have comedy. You know, we're going to have guests on this shit. Yo, this yeah. is something big, man. Don't underestimate it. Yo, follow us. Yeah, and so also, support. yeah, even if you do feel like, yo, you guys are not doing a good job of certain things, let us know. Shoot us a DM. Yeah. If you know us through people, let them know. And if you do like the content, man, follow, blow it up. And, you know, we want to grow this to a point where, like, a lot of the issues that we have in our community mm -hmm. is going to become less and less stressful environment, in a, especially in a, in a household. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. all Peace. Peace. <laughs>